you're all falling uh, in this horrible, horrible pit, uh, and you are surrounded by complete darkness. Um, none of you know where the bottom of this pit lies. Uh, the only thing you know is that it smells really, really strange, like a very earthy. Um, it smells almost of like freshly picked mushrooms, um, and like just like the floor underneath a farmer's market. Uh, is the kind of scent that you're getting from this area. But that is the only thing you can do. You cannot see. Uh, there's nothing to feel. You can't hear anything. You're just falling. Um, and Abel, uh, as you're falling, uh, you start to see a light uh, through uh, at the bottom of the pole uh, that you are plummeting towards. Uh, so Abel, go ahead for me. Make a um, constitution saving throw. Oh, 16. Okay, cool. Uh, so you pass the constitution saving throw and you wake up, uh, or if, I guess not really wake up, you land um, in a very strange place. Um, and so you uh, have braced for impact, um, but you do not actually hit an impact. Uh, when you look up, you are at a dinner table, uh, an outside eating dinner table, um, like kind of like a patio of a restaurant. Um, a, per a really nice restaurant. You um, are in a very nice city, like a, a city on a cliffside kind of thing, uh, overlooking the ocean. You see, you look down, you're not wearing your police uniform that you usually wore, um, or your guard's uniform. I don't actually, I don't know how what this world's police is. I haven't gotten to that. But whatever your profession was, you weren't wearing that, you're not wearing that uniform right now. Uh, you were wearing vacation clothes. Um, and you're uh, sitting at this table, you already know, uh, just from your memory, you're waiting on food. Um, and you are very confused, because just a second ago, you were falling through the pit. But uh, when you look up, you see someone, um, a very beautiful woman that you know to be Clara Lux, your girlfriend. Um, and she's sitting there in front of you, alive, for the first time in two years. What do you do? Uh... Uh, uh, hey! Oh, hey! What's up? Uh, 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 I stare <laughs> awkwardly. This is a really nice restaurant, you know? I mean, like, it's crazy we got reservations here, but, you know, I don't know. I don't know however you did it, whether you waved a badge or whatever, but, like, hey, it worked. <laughs> yeah, you know me. I just, uh, I got, I work my magic. <laughs> well, it's really cool. I'm really, I'm also really good that the, that the, you know, the service, but you take a week off. I thought that was really cool. Um, oh, uh, yeah. I mean, all the more time to spend with you, right? Oh my god, yeah, exactly. Um, Abel, go ahead and make a perception saving throw. Or perception check, it doesn't really matter. But one of the two. 14? 14, okay, cool. That's also successful. So, uh, you notice a small box in your pocket. And inside the box, you don't have to reach down. You already know. It's an engagement ring. Oh. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, so you remember that this is the day that you were going to propose to your hopefully soon-to-be fiancé. Um, and you're just kind of vibing 
at the table um, around dinner time. You already set up something with the waiter uh, to, to like be like this really fun, romantic thing. Um, we didn't talk about this beforehand. Uh, this is just gonna be improv. But what did you set up? Um, I guess, I guess I told the waiter to ask if we were married. Like ask if you were married and then like, you'd be like, not yet. And then put the ring on the table kind of thing. Yeah. Okay, got you. I like that. Um, so you, you have that plan in your head. You know, this is going to be a very important day. You've never felt more confident about anything in your entire life. Um, also, real quick, for the viewers at home, could you describe to me what uh, Clara looks like? She was a woman about five feet and seven inches, so not that much shorter than me. Mm -hmm. She had beautiful little freckles that twinkled like stars, glittered across her face and her entire body with just the faintest blue glow coming from her skin. Okay, tight. And she had beautiful curly purple hair that would bounce every time she laughed and walked around and just just moved her head in general. Her eyes were white like mine mm -hmm. because I think that's just the thing that a lot of angels had mm. have and she was a very uh, she was very outstanding with the way she dressed so just all sorts of colors that sometimes looked good and sometimes didn't you know sometimes it looked like a really really nice color palette and sometimes it looked like the 90s threw up on her <laughs> yeah okay yeah that's good but no matter what there was always just a sort of a happy aura to her she was and a very strong, like, look. Mm -hmm. Like, she could look at you, and you would feel like she knew everything about you already. Okay, cool. And she would love you for it. Mm. For, love you for everything that you were. That's good. Okay, uh, that is a fantastic description. Good job. Uh, and so, yeah, so she's sitting there, um, and uh, the waiter is about to bring your food. What did you order? Spaghetti. Spaghetti, hell yeah. So you ordered spaghetti and meatballs, and she ordered a chicken alfredo. Um, and, hell yeah. And so the um, waiter brings by um, <clears throat> the waiter brings by both meals, um, and he uh, sets them on one of those little platters for some reason, and then brings it over your table, um, even though it's just two meals. Um, and he's like, all right, I have your food. So that'll be the um, chicken alfredo. Uh, and also, uh, here you go, the spaghetti and meatballs. Um, and then he takes out a Parmesan cheese dispenser thingy, um, and he brings it to your uh, meal. Um, and he says, like, would you like uh, any cheese? All of it. Okay, great. Just open up the canister oh, and put right. the cheese. Yeah. <laughs> so he just opens up the <laughs> canister. He doesn't even like uh, do the grindy thing on it. He just dumps it all on there. Um, he's like, you know, you're exactly the fourth person perfect. to ask today. Um, and now the cheese uh, just falls to your spaghetti. It definitely um, is like, well, it just piles on top of it. There's more cheese than there is spaghetti. But I have a feeling just that's the just way the way you like it. <laughs> Um, cool. So, this happens, and the waiter looks at you and is like, um, <clears throat> uh, and then he looks uh, at his hand uh, at something, something presumably written there, and then he looks back. He's like, so, um, 
are, uh, um, are, are you two married? Oh, uh, well, sir, good sir. Uh, you know, funny you should ask that. Um, see, we're about to be... <laughs> Wait, what? Maybe... Huh? Wait, what do you mean? I mean, if you say yes... <gasps> Wait. Wait, what's going on? Um, listen. Mm -hmm. Uh, you are the most spectacular, wonderful lady I've ever met. Mm -hmm. And I really, 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 really like you lots and lots and lots. Okay, cool. Me too. And, <laughs> um, I was wondering if... And then, like, I, I, like, get out of my seat, uh -huh. and I, like, walk over to her, and I, like, put my hand in hers, okay. and then I get on one knee, uh -huh. and I'm, like, it, and I pull out, uh, the, the box, okay. and I, like, do the thing yeah. that they, that they do in the movies, mm -hmm. where they show the ring yeah. in the box. Uh -huh. <laughs> um, will you marry me? Oh, oh my god, um, uh... I and then before she can finish her answer uh you can just kind of hear screaming uh behind you uh far, like on a, like far away but a lot of it like a large commotion has started um not too far away from the restaurant um and she like is just caught off guard and she looks up she's like holy sh oh. babe look at that um and she points uh behind you um what do you do? Well, um, I, I, I guess I, like, turn around and stand up a little bit. Okay. So when you do this, uh, you turn around, you stand up a little bit, and you see this huge fire uh, just emanating from the town center. Uh, it's just, like, it's on a whole bunch of buildings. It looks like it just started. People are fleeing uh, from the area. Um, uh, the waiter has dropped his little tray on the ground, and he's like, looking at the fire agape um clara stands up quickly uh she grabs your hand um and she's like hey abel babe um first off yes at like 100 absolutely 100 yeah we're good we got it i'm saying yes <laughs> love you so so much but uh we gotta go um and she just takes takes you by the hand and she or like starts she starts to run out of the um the restaurant but uh before uh, she also grabs her chicken alfredo um and then also keeps running she's like oh shit it's hot um but she she keeps running with it anyway so in one hand she has the chicken in one hand she has your hand um and you she starts running outwards um from the uh the restaurant and uh she like, like y'all are one of the many people running uh from something you have no idea what's going on uh, but, uh, she's just running down the street, she, so she turned the corner out, uh, from the, like, restaurant patio area, and she's just running. Um, you're running with her, and everyone else is running around you, uh, but you have not yet looked, you haven't turned around yet to see what's going on. Uh, would you like to? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So, you do this, and, uh, when you turn around, you see, just, there's a ton of stuff going on right now. Uh, the... First and foremost, the main thing we see um, is this, uh, like, a whole bunch of, like, almost, like, teenage people. Like, they're a little bit older than teenagers, maybe. 
Um, and they, they range everywhere from what it appears to be. I mean, you're a cop, so you'd actually be able to be pretty good at this. Um, their ages range from about, like, 17 to 19, maybe? Maybe 20, 21? But not really any older than that. Uh, you see them, they're walking around, and just something is coming from their hands and around them. Like, they possess this sort of power, but you can't see what they're doing. Uh, but what you, well, I mean, like, you can see the outcome of it. You don't know how they're doing this, though. They're just kind of pointing and posing and, like, doing these weird hand motions, and everything around them is just exploding and, like, burning and stuff like that. Like, you see all these, like, crazy mystical things happening at a speed that you can't comprehend. Um, and you have no idea what they could possibly be doing to make this happen. But what you see is happening. They're just destroying the town. Uh, they don't seem to be killing people on purpose, but you know that, you know, setting a building on fire would kill people, of course. Um, so, yeah, you see this happening. Um, running. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I hold on very tightly to her hand and I keep running. Okay, cool. Uh, you, you, you do that. You keep running. Um, and you notice something at your hip, uh, which is um, your service weapon. Uh, what is your service weapon as a officer of the law? What are they called? Those half axe, half spear things? Like a halberd? Yeah, a halberd. That yeah, works. so you have yeah. a halberd. Uh, is it like a small one or is it like a full length one? Can it magically change size? Oh, hell yeah, that's dope. So yeah, you have this like very royal looking halberd at your side uh, that uh, magically like can expand and uh, like collapse and get smaller um, depending on what you're using it. And uh, just seeing all this stuff happen, uh, just something about your service weapon just kind of like jumps out at you. Um, I don't know if that makes sense. It's sort of like a spidey sense kind of thing. Like, you're just seeing these criminals run around and oh, do this thing. Oh, hell yeah. And then spidey sense. you just, like, yeah, you just feel, like, this warmth coming from your weapon and your focus kind of goes to it for a moment. But, uh, you, you are, uh, running with Clara, um, and, uh, uh, she, she's not saying anything. She's just running and, uh, leading you. Uh, she doesn't know where either, but you continue to run down the street. Um, and suddenly there is another group of these, uh, teenage people, uh, and you can see them a little bit closer now, uh, but they round, uh, the corner and, uh, start doing basically the same thing on the other end of this long street. Um, I should also note that this city is a port town, so, like, uh, it's, like, this huge, like, oceanic view, and then there's, like, this small town, or it's not really a small town, it, like, it's the smaller part of a larger town, uh, but it's not, like, a great city or anything like that, but anyway... Um, so, yeah, yeah, okay, cool. so you see them and uh, you can see them a little bit uh, better now uh, these people they don't seem to be like they don't have like an organized uniform or anything like that but they all just look very unkempt like they all have like long hair um, that, that's like hasn't been washed for days um, there's like knots in it some people have like these like random like uh, uh, braids and stuff sticking out of it uh, and they also uh, many of them aren't wearing a shirt um, they all have at least, like, shorts or something like that, uh, they're all, but they're all just, like, they're not, like, well-dressed or anything, and even the quality of the little clothes, the few clothes that they're wearing, like, it's not, like, something really crazy, it's, like, uh, or, like, or it's not, it's not like, a, they're not wearing, like, Gucci shorts or whatever, they're wearing, like, um, just, like, handmade stuff, right? And so they're just running around kind of destroying things. They look very happy, they don't look upset, they don't look angry. Um, it, 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 like, it feels a little bit, like, 
they're committing like some kind of vandalism. But they're doing this with these invisible powers that you've never witnessed before. Um, and Clara stops running and she starts to slow down um, as she sees this other group. Um, and she just looks directly at you and she's like, okay, uh, you're a cop. What do we do? Where do we go? Like, have you all ever had um, to do this kind of thing? Or, Well, I can definitely say this is the first time a bunch of high school and college students started wrecking up the city. Okay. Um, but at least, at least wrecking it up to this level. Okay, gotcha. Well, we need to, we need to evacuate the city. We need to, uh, there should be shelters, sort of like, uh, emergency shelters okay. where you could probably take cover or what's probably best is you get out of this city take as much as little as you can and just go and if you can help anybody get out as well that's probably what's best we just need to get away from the situation first and foremost so uh there is an alley uh on the other side of the street that y'all are on um and it's a fairly like modern city like there's sidewalks there's alleys there's streets like that kind of thing uh, and she's like, okay, I think if we go that way, we can probably get to maybe where the boats are. Um, uh, is that, does that sound okay? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you both start running that direction, and uh, the uh, groups start getting closer and closer. Um, and uh, you start to run uh, through this alleyway. Uh, it's a pretty narrow one. Um, and about halfway through, it's, it, it's like a narrow, like, long passage, but halfway through, uh, when you're about to get to the other side, um, a huge burst of fire, uh, just, like, spreads through the other side of this street. It's like this huge, like, wave of fire comes across, uh, making it completely impossible to pass, uh, through this passage. Um, and naturally, uh, I would say you probably, you both turn around, um, because you're allergic to fire, um, and uh, you look up, and um, you see a whole bunch of these people uh, just kind of running past uh, this alleyway. But uh, they're just continuing to cause destruction, and it seems like there's no way out of this alley that would be safe. Uh, somebody's running with the um, this group of people, and they stand out a little bit. Uh, when they're walking forward, they look a little bit older than everyone else, but not much older. Um, they um, are really skinny. They're just like a really skinny dude. It's not like not like the geek or anything where their their bones were escaping their skin or anything like that. They're just like a just a skinny dude. Like like they're just like a regular amount of skinny on a man. Um, it's not a lot of uh, muscle on him or anything like that. Uh, but he is like a like um, you see like he's got a little bit of body hair on him. Like because like he's not wearing a shirt, but he's wearing shorts. Um, they're like kind of like longer baggy shorts um, and he's just walking. He's not running like the rest of them. He's just walking forward. He has like uh, shoulder length hair. Uh, it's uneven basically everywhere. It's like this like very dirty blonde um, and he just looks directly at you and um, your girlfriend uh, or fiance I guess now when he looks at you um, he just kind of smiles and then he keeps walking um, and you feel this very strange sensation take over your body. Go ahead and make a wisdom saving throw. Ooh, 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 ooh. What'd you get? A one. A one? A, like a critical one? Like straight up? I rolled a natural one. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so you just feel in throughout your body uh, and throughout your mind 
you're you just are filled with anger and rage. And you don't know why, but you're just so incredibly angry. Like you can't see anything. Uh, I mean, you can see, but like your vision just becomes kind of blurred. It becomes reddish almost. Um, and uh, you have this thought that you've never had before, uh, which is that you just hate the world and no person could be good. And no person is worth helping or saving and that you've completely wasted your life as someone who is supposed to protect people around you um so you have that thought and you look around and you see clara and she looks furious as well um and before you can think uh you don't well okay first of all when you see her you are your immediate thought is not oh she looks angry or oh she looks upset your immediate thought is, I hate her, too. And you have never thought that in your entire life. Because you know that you love her, but you feel like you hate her. Um, and before anything else can happen, you feel this sharp pierce in your stomach, like a long blade. And you notice uh, your service weapon is no longer attached to your hip. And it's instead in the hands of Clara Lux, uh, your now fiance. Um, and she's looking at you with just this malicious anger, and she stabs it into your stomach, into your stomach, um, and you are no longer angry. Uh, now you're, like, it's like, it's completely wore off. Uh, you just look concerned, you look scared, you look into Clara, um, her eyes, and she also immediately, like, doesn't look angry. She looks scared and confused. And now she looks worried, and now she looks terrified. Um, and the last thing you see is her jump back, and her hands start shaking. Everything, uh, like, all of her starts shaking. Um, for the first time, her, like, uh, bouncy, like, purple hair is kind of, like, in a weird dishevelment. Uh, as she runs her fingers through it, uh, and she just starts screaming. Uh, but you can't hear her scream. All you can hear is the sound of your heartbeat. Um, and your whole body just feels like hot uh, from where this uh, piercing stab you from. And it's a feeling that's very strange to you, because if you remember, uh, for two years, you've been a ghost. Um, but here, in this moment, uh, this is the first time you're noticing, you are completely flesh and blood. Uh, you look exactly like you did two years ago before you died. Um, and what you're living through, as your consciousness regains, um, is this is the moment that you died. Uh, this is the moment that, for no reason in particular, um, this attack happened, and you couldn't escape, and you just were filled with this incoherent rage um, that it appeared Clara was filled with too, and she angrily struck you down, and you never, ever learned why. The last thing that you see in this form uh, is her very scared screaming uh screaming for help uh trying to resuscitate you in any way she can um and the sounds of the fire they're the only things you can hear now your fire and your heartbeat but both of those things go away and you can no longer hear anything uh and then a memory takes over uh and you sort of wake up your body is gone uh, you're like you um, are incorporeal. Um, you 
can't see yourself, you can't feel yourself, you can't do anything, uh, and you are in this dark space, um, and you see this pale green luminescent like deer uh, walk across something. You don't know what, uh, because around you is pure blackness except for this deer, and it just walks past you about three meters away. Um, and then it turns and it looks at you and you look directly into its eyes and then you wake up again. Um, this time you are in a forest um, overlooking the town that you were just in. Uh, and this town, or sorry, this uh, this woods, this clearing, um, you're standing on top of a dead deer. Um, you, you have no idea what this could mean. Uh, the deer has a strange uh, like mark in its neck um, like a weird stab wound kind of thing, um, that you don't recognize, but the deer's dead, you're standing on top of it, but you aren't sinking into it or anything like that, uh, and you realize that you don't have any weight, and then you realize that you don't feel anything at all, um, and then you look down, and you see that you can see through yourself, and that you aren't in a body anymore. It looks like you, you look like you, but you're bright green and you're kind of transparent. Um, this is the moment that you realized that you were brought back somehow, some very mysterious way, and that you're a ghost. Um, this is the moment that your phantasm emerged. Um, and it was the phantasm, the ghost, that allows you to walk among people again. Uh, and so, right at that moment, uh, you turn around, um, because of the sounds of someone stepping on, like, uh, uh, sticks and stuff like that. Um, just like, you know, walking through forest noises. Uh, they see you, and you see this person that you would now recognize as Sildar Hallwinter. Um, he looks at you, and he just says, holy shit. And then, uh, your vision goes completely black. And you have uh, no idea where you are again. But you know that you are not in a dream. Uh, there's just something about this sensation that you know you are in the real world. And you are in a actual place. Um, and you wake up. And you are presented with something. Uh, you, uh, where you are, um, it's like lights just kind of go on. Uh, and you look up, and you are surrounded by these weird, squishy, like, platforms and walls. The smell of earth returns. Um, it just smells like a wet stump in front of you. Uh, like, a, kind of like, like a tree has been cut down, and it started raining. And there's just this weird smell of, like, worms and, uh, decomposition fills the room that you're in. Uh, and it definitely is a room. Um, and it appears to be made of different mungus, uh, mungus, uh, funguses and molds um, that surround you. Uh, and confronting you is that strange being uh, in the last episode learned uh, called itself the priest. And it's just standing before you with its uh, long dark feathers, its uh, deer skull and antlers, uh, just watching. Um, and that is all that will happen right now at the moment. Woo!
Hi everybody! It's been a while, but it's me, your girl Gren. Um, just popping in to say, how do you do? Um, I know, it's been a while. It's been a really long time. Um, uh, as you can imagine, it's been a very stressful time for all of us. Um, because of a semi-apocalyptic event that is literally plaguing our world. Um, just, I was just... Yeah, so anyway, um, I was just coming in to say a couple things real quick, um, and, uh, there haven't been uh, any breaks for, like, a good four or five episodes, um, which, depending on how you feel about me, has either been really good or a slight disappointment? I don't know. Uh, but anyway, I'm back, baby, and, um, just, just coming in, uh, to say, uh, that, well, one, um, you know, reason we haven't uh, had any breaks is because, um, well, one, like, there hasn't really been anything to bring up, like, our show-wise for a little bit, um, it's not like we, we don't do ads or anything yet, uh, so it would just be me talking about the possibility of having ads, which is silly, um, uh, but also, it's just been a really rough few weeks for me, and I think everybody else, too, um, and I just wasn't really feeling up to getting in, in a mic to talk about, how cool things are and how fun I'm having or how much fun I'm having and all the cool stuff because it's been kind of a terrible like month it's been a really bad year and we're only like three months in which is super sick so with that in mind I'm just coming in with the announcements today uh to talk about a few pretty cool things um so first weird segue I lost my job and that sucks um, I am unemployed and don't have any money, um, and I'm also, like, didn't have enough money before to qualify for unemployment, which, mm, that's a little weird to say that you're too broke for free money, but you know what? That's how the cookie crumbles. So anyway, um, if you've ever thought about signing up for the Patreon, now would be a super cool time. Uh, you get... Um, for, uh, or not free. It, it costs money. Uh, only like two dollars or more. Um, but you cost. Uh, but you get access to really cool stuff. Um, like uh, artwork and uh, all this really cool stuff for the show, including just getting the episodes for free. Uh, because you'll have probably noticed that we upload on Thursdays. It used to be every other Thursday. Um, but because everyone's stuck at home and bored, we're doing just every Thursday consecutively, um, be, uh, as long as that's sustainable, who knows, uh, I don't know if we're gonna keep doing that, but we'll do it as long as we can, um, and as long as we're able to, because it's fun, and we want to give you all more stuff to check out and watch and listen to, uh, so we're happy to do that, but, um, when you sign up for the Patreon, you don't have to even wait that long, because we, uh, just put up the episodes there, um, as soon as they're done, so that's, like, the coolest thing, um, we want to start doing some bonus content soon, I think, um, and that'll go up on the Patreon and be, like, exclusive and really cool, um, so you might get, like, a couple shows, um, but anyway, that's not the point, um, or that's not the only thing that we have to talk about. There's a lot of cool stuff going on. Uh, we have an Instagram. We have a Twitter. Uh, the Twitter, I think, is just at the RPG Club Show. Or it's at RPG Club Show. I can't remember. And then the Instagram is the RPG Club Show. Um, no at, because it's Instagram. is a different thing. Um, so that's really fun. That's really good. Um, always great. But 
Uh, the other thing I wanted to talk to you all about, um, there's other ways you can support our show if you are really enjoying it. Um, first off, um, my band, The Troubadours, just uh, released a new single, um, which is really cool. It's called Pirates of Tripoloids. I uh, worked on it with... Um, just some really cool uh, like people online and some and some people in real life. My brother, who is in my band, um, uh, we made this really cool thing. It's a Vocaloid cover of like our main single uh, from Pirates of Tripoli called "Guess It Pirates of Tripoli," um, and in this case, we're using this really cool um, Vocaloid Alex, um, who was really cool to work with, um, and who is a robot. Um, so yeah, it's really cool. Uh, check that out. Um, and also there is a, um, sneak peek of, um, our, what we're working on now and like our next album. Uh, so, uh, with that single, it's free. You can just go listen to it. You can buy it. You don't have to. It's just free and cool. Um, and yeah, go listen to the, the new single and the new B-side. Um, and also you can still buy our album on our Bandcamp. Uh, you can reach out directly to the show any way you want to, if you, uh, don't want to do it through Bandcamp and if you want to buy physical copies, uh, because we have, we're sitting on like a hundred physical copies of a really good album that I'm very proud of. And if you are interested in buying it, uh, just reach out to me. Um, if you know me in real life, great. Uh, or through discord or whatever, but also you can just reach out, um, on, um, uh, the RPG club show at gmail.com. Uh, that's probably the best way to reach us. Um, if you're interested in, uh, buying an album, we'll just ship it ourselves. Cause right now that's the easiest way to do it. Um, everything's really crazy right now. I really hope you're enjoying the show. Um, we spend a lot of time working on it. Um, I do a lot of pre and post work on it. Uh, I hope you'll have noticed the editing is getting quite a bit better. Uh, and, uh, we have a lot of really great music, uh, that is, uh, uh, in our show, um, not only do we have this really cool ambience from, uh, t um, uh, tabletop audio, um, and not only do we have, like, the really cool theme song by Zach Wilkins, but also, uh, recently we've, uh, got in touch with an artist, Paradoxygen, and an artist, Lidley Diddley, who've, uh, who have both let us, uh, very graciously use their music, and it's exceptional, and I think our show is really just vibing, uh, super hard from that. Um, it's like, I'm so stoked to be able to use like actual people's actual really good music. Um, and, uh, I think hopefully it separates our show f from other shows, which other shows are good too. I don't know what I'm saying. I'm just really stoked to be able to use music. That's not just either things that I find on royalty free websites or things that I put together very quickly. Um, a lot of the, our other music though, uh, comes from the Troubadours, which is my band again. Um, I have like free access to use that so you know you're gonna hear it a lot uh but if you hear anything that sounds like really sick sega genesis music that's Lily diddly so special thanks out to them they did an exceptional job we really 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 love it also cool like dfw local area so we're all about that um and then paradoxogen did our end theme for this arc the cover of where evil grows um which is super rad we love that too um, and yeah, I'm just, I've been really loving this arc. Uh, it's probably got a couple more episodes in it, I think, uh, depending on, I, again, it hasn't happened yet. So depending on what they do today, um, and depending on what happens in the next couple weeks, who knows? I, I would give it about like a two or three more episodes on this arc specifically, and we'll move on to the next one, which is going to be really rad. Still have to write it, but it's going to be really rad. So I really hope you're enjoying it. Um, 
Again, putting a lot of work into it. Please, if you like it and you think somebody else might like it, share. Because uh, that's the only way we're going to grow. Um, and it's not just share because we would like you to and you're our very close friend and we love you. Uh, it's also share because if you do it over Twitter with the hashtag RPG Club Show or the RPG Club Show, whichever, um, and, and add us uh, while you're like, Sending it out into the world and telling all your beautiful, beautiful, um, sexy, sexy followers about our this really cool show you like. Uh, we might, definitely will, uh, name a character after you in the show. Uh, so that's really fun. We've already done that a few times with um, Kit, uh, the demon warlord. Um, we've done that with uh, Sankalpa, the uh, floating head. Uh, we're going to do that with more people. Uh, oh, uh, P, of course, is named after my girlfriend, who is not named P, but requested to be named P, um, and her in-real-life sister, Monica, who did not request to be named P. Uh, so P and Monica are based off of uh, my girlfriend, Erin, and her sister, Monica. So that's super fun. Um, and yeah, if you want your name to be in the show, just, you, you know, exactly how to do that. It's super fun. Um, so yeah, that's, I think that's all for me. Um, I hope it is cause I don't want to re-record this. Uh, but, um, just, you know, be safe, stay inside, that kind of thing. Um, you definitely don't need, need me to tell you that because everyone else in the whole world is telling you that. And that's a lot of things. So just try to hang out and... Um, I don't know, D and D for me is really good. Um, it's good to be able to talk to other people and communicate and have fun and laugh, uh, in a really dark time in, I guess the, the world, the history of everything. So, <coughs> excuse me. Um, yeah, I don't know. D and D is really great. Um, and I, making the show is really great. So those, both of those things have, you know, helped me feel better okay and feel a lot better about everything so um would love to keep doing it we'll keep doing it no matter who watches or who supports it doesn't really matter um but if you do really like it and you want me to have some money to save up for you know college and hrt and stuff like that that would be super sick um and if you want to advertise on our show please reach out oh my god that would be super sick um, like we're really stoked about like doing stuff for like local companies or, uh, if you just like want to advertise your commissions or whatever, like that's fine. We will not require too much money. Um, unless you're like audible or whatever, and then we're going to ask for a lot of money. I know we're not going to get audible. I'm just, I'm just spitballing. But, um, if you like our show, keep watching, share it. If you want to advertise on our show, just reach out through our email. Uh, the RPG Club Show at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter. You can tweet about us. You can follow us on Instagram. You can, you can't really do anything about us, but follow us and check out our really funny pictures and stuff that we put up. Uh, we put like art up there too. Uh, I did this really cool piece um, recently that's up there, and we are, we're just gonna, we're just trying to make a lot of cool stuff for y'all to get into. Um, so anyway, sorry to interrupt. I only wanted this to be like five minutes. It's been like ten minutes very sorry um let's get back into the episode um i hope this isn't isn't this like fun cheery ad thing isn't too jarring because i knew it was gonna be a spooky one because i i do write and prepare things for the episodes um especially now that it's getting real heated uh so that in mind hope you're loving the rpg club um and uh yeah let's get right back into it and see what that goddamn worm is up to Wiggling around like a motherfucker.
Awesome. Uh, you are falling in this tunnel, um, like many others have, um, and you are falling through, and the uh, that smell um, that has um, graced the palates of many—it's that like smell of like mushrooms and dirt and worms and nasty—just uh, kind of fills um, fills the air around you, and you see a light at the bottom of this tunnel um and you are plummeting uh down towards it at a speed that you cannot comprehend um and as you hit it uh you land face down on the desert floor um and when you wake up uh the sounds of like cicadas very distantly kind of fills the air um the smell of dirt and dryness uh kind of like consumes anything that it could i guess if that, i don't know if that makes sense but just like 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 it, it just feels so hot that the heat and the dryness kind of consume the air around you like it's very humid all of a sudden and everything just kind of tastes like sand it's a bad time but uh it is a time that you are familiar with so when you wake up uh, or I guess when you land in a strange place um, and you stand back up, you see that you are right where you left off in this dream. Uh, that dream you had uh, just the other night um, where you saw this person, this child that you know very well, Max, being attacked by two figures. What do you do? Um, can I run towards? Yeah. Uh, you can run towards them. So uh, when you start running, uh, this time you are not interrupted by anything. The world is not expanding at a rate faster than you can walk. When you start running, you are actually getting closer to them. And uh, behind you is the town that you were just, uh, that you were just in looking for Max. Um, and in front of you is Max himself. Uh, and he is being attacked by one of the few trees in the area. It's not a tree that is thriving. It, it looks very dead. Um, and it's, it's like, it's branches are just like withered and brown and he's being attacked under it. Um, and the closer you get, you see these two figures, uh, wearing dark hoods and masks. Um, and they look very terrifying. Um, they look large and they're just, ba I mean, like, I don't know any other way to describe it. Just go into town on this kid. Uh, they don't appear to have weapons. It's just their fists and their feet. Um, and they're just kicking and punching as he is screaming and crying. Uh, what do you do? Can I use, like, nightly terrors to, like, push them away? Yeah, uh, can you roll for that? 15. Okay, cool. Uh, so, uh, I got a... Oh, no, yeah, okay, that's successful. So, uh, that, uh, that works, um, and it pushes them back. Uh, describe what happens. So, I was like, I'm running towards... I summon the nightly terrors to, like, uh, appear, like, next to the two figures. Mm -hmm. They just, like, grab them and, like, throw them aside. Okay, cool. Uh, so, yeah, they see this, and uh, what's what's like physically happening because it's an illusion uh is they just freak out and they jump backwards but it appears that this figure uh this like really strange horrific figure just like picks them up and throws them backwards you see this happen and um it's successful it pushes them back um and max also sees the figure and he looks terrified as well um and he starts like kicking the sand uh backwards trying to get himself back up and he turns around and he sees you 
Um, and he looks a little bit more um, reassured, I guess, um, at your presence. And um, this uh, this ghastly figure kind of disappears, um, and the two dark hooded figures stand back up, um, and they start running towards you. Uh, what do you do? Can I use Magimind? Yes. Uh, so, you use Magimind. Uh, go ahead and roll Charisma. Fifteen. Fifteen. Okay, that's successful. So you place this Magimind, um, and the two figures start to walk towards you, um, and before we will know what happens. Uh, not too far off, uh, somewhere in the distance, um, Azahi, you fall through this hole um but instead of hitting some kind of ground you uh are flying you are flying in the air and uh, you are flying in a v formation a v-like formation of other skexes 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 what's the what's the what's the plural form skexi skexi so you are uh, flying in a formation of Skeksai. You are to the left of the center uh, of this, or like of like the focal point of this. Um, and you know, um, when birds fly in this view formation, it is to break up and distribute the wind that um, would be resisting them as they fly through the air. And you, um, you already know what you're doing. Um, it's been a long time since this, uh, since you've done a run like this, uh, but you are doing a job. You are on um, a job for the criminal organization that you have been a part of uh, perhaps all your life, but definitely as long as you can remember, uh, called Valreven's Children. Um, give us a little bit of information about this. We're essentially just a tribe of Skeksis, Skeksai. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And from what I know, we've been existing then Skeksis were a thing. We're one of the smaller tribes, but we still, we st- we're still able to have some power over our territory. Mm. And since we're not the most powerful, we're usually aux- auctioning ourselves off as thieves. Mm. But every once in a while, we do pillage for our own sake. Okay, good to know. So, uh, you. Uh, got a job from one of the higher-ups, um, to, or you and your, like, the, this group of, um, Skeksai that you're with, uh, that are flying, uh, you got a job to, uh, raid, or not raid, uh, but you got a town to threaten, uh, the mayor of a small town, uh, between Fantasy America and Mexico Fantastico, um, uh, the, uh, a small town called Culo Seco. Uh, a very dry town. As you uh, fly towards it, you recognize uh, the leader of this pack that you're in, uh, who is your, or I guess I should say, who was your brother, uh, whose name is Ektrovo, <laughs> Ektroklovidstan. Can you pronounce that? Ektroklovidstan. Thank you. Uh, or Clovis for short. And from now on, from me, you'll hear me say Clovis. Because uh, I don't fuck it up. Anyway, uh, so, um, you're flying through the air. This is the first time you've seen your brother in a lot of years. Uh, how, how long has it actually been since this day? About 12 years. 12 years. Okay, cool. So, uh, how old is Azahi? 11. Okay, so you're pretty young. 
Uh, cool, cool. So, um, you are, uh, flying, and your older brother, um, is about, like, an adult age. Um, you see him, um, uh, go ahead, real quick, for the viewers at home, uh, go ahead and describe him for me. He looks exactly like, I, almost exactly like I would now, grown up, mm -hmm. but he's a little shorter. The plumage on his hair is not as big. And, but the most notable detail is that his hands, the bones on his hands, are all wrapped up because they're broken, the bones, from many things. But they're still working just fine. Okay, cool. So, you see your brother, um, and he's looking at, uh, or he's not, he's looking ahead, but he's talking to you and the rest of the group. Uh, then he's, uh, and he's saying, he's like, alright, so, uh, if y'all will remember the job, uh, correctly, um, what we're doing, we're not gonna, we're not there to kill anyone, we're not there to rob anyone, but we are there to scare the hell out of, uh, the mayor of this town, uh, because, like we all know, he is not paying his protection money from the family, so, uh, we are gonna scare the shit out of him, sound good? Yeah. Okay. All right, then. That's what I like to hear. Um, and everyone else is like, yeah, all right. Uh, kind of in agreement. Um, I don't know why I landed on a southern accent for him. I hope that's okay, uh, because that's the accent I know how to do. So um, you are flying towards um, this town, uh, and you look down a little bit. Just something catches your eye, um, and you can see this person, uh, this, like, strange figure um dressed in like sign of kind of surprisingly bright colors um just casting these weird spells on three children uh in kind of what seems like kind of the middle of nowhere just outside of the town that you're flying to um and it the figure looks malicious like the figure is attacking these children um what do you do it's below me yeah it's below you um, I, I, I try to get Clovis's attention. Hey, there's something going on. What do you mean there's something going on? There's some people there that they, they, they're in trouble. Okay, so what? We're in a job. We're there to cause trouble. Yeah, but to someone else, these people don't look like they've done anything. At least, not that I can see. Alright, well, it's not our place. So, I don't know, just get over it? Uh, okay. Do you just keep flying with him? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so you keep flying, um, and you hear the sounds of screaming. Uh, as below you, you see another figure has appeared. It's just, it just looks borderline horrific, has appeared between this, uh, the brightly colored figure, one of the children, and the other two children. This figure has just, like, grabbed, like, reached down and pulled up uh, these other... The, like these two children on the ground and it's thrown them uh back a distance uh and you can see that these children are just being attacked from what it looks like kind of mercilessly uh by two different figures one horrific one brightly colored what do you do we clovis there we we gotta help them there's nothing we can do all right we are on a job they're kids they can't defend themselves we need to help them Look, Please. it's not my problem, alright? There, we can't, there, is there anything, nothing we can do? Something. Look, if you want to interfere, if you want to play hero, you can go and do it all you want. But, 
I will tell the higher-ups, and you are going to get in trouble. And you're also going to get in a lot of trouble from me if you leave us to do this alone. Do you hear that? It won't take me long. I'll catch up with the group. Alright, whatever. Just get out of here. Um, and, uh, so yeah, you kind of, like, uh, start to float down, um, and, uh, you kind of, like, turn around a little bit, kind of breaking through the air, um, as somebody else takes your place in the V formation. It's a flock of six, now it's a flock of five, uh, as they, uh, continue to fly off, and you, uh, swoop down, and you are headed towards, uh, this, this group. So, um, as you get closer, you see, uh... Two of the children, the two that were thrown back from this strange figure, um, they are running towards this colored figure, and um, before you can reach them, this huge, like, explosion uh, it creates, like, a crater in the sand before you can hear the sound of it, um, and it just violently pushes back these kids uh, through the air. And they land really hard uh, on the sand um, as you get closer. Um, so a third attack has just happened. Uh, what do you do? I fly straight at the figure. Okay. Just like try to knock him down. So, awesome. Make a dexterity save. Eight. Eight. Okay. Uh, Azahi, uh, roll a strength check. One. One. Okay. So uh, you fail uh, and. Uh, Aussie, you succeed. So, um, uh, you just see this bird start flying towards you, uh, this really large bird, um, and you jump out of the way as the bird just crashes to the ground. Yeah, like, you just see this happen. Uh, you recognize it as a Skeksis. Um, I don't know if you recognize the criminal, uh, organization that it's connected to. I don't know how, how much you, um, pay attention to politics in the town of Kuloseko. Um, but, uh, you do see this happen. Uh, and the figures in hoods get back up, um, from the ground. One of them takes a little bit longer and appears to be limping. Uh, but they, uh, start charging, uh, towards you. Asa. Uh, Asa, what do you do? Can I do, like, Leonardo's magic card? Okay. Uh, do you do it at the two, uh, hooded figures, or do you do it at, uh, Kevin? Or, sorry, uh, Azai. Who's Kevin? Can you do it, like, near the feet of the two hooded figures? Yeah. Uh, so, uh, I won't make you roll for it. You, uh, you throw it, um, and, um, it, like, kind of pushes the two hooded figures back. Yeah, like, they just, like, fall down on the ground again. Um, and they, uh, one of them starts, uh, to pull, uh, pull back part of their hood. Um, and you can see that the hoods are not just, like, these long, like, monk robe kind of things. They're these, like, long hooded jackets. Um, and, uh... You can see they have like you now that you're there a little bit closer. You see they have these the masks are like this like white uh they, they these white plate masks with holes uh for where the eyes go, um and they seem to have like human eyes uh when you look at them and they both seem uh to like have these identical like as far as you can tell they look like they're hockey masks uh and these like long black robed jackets and these black gloves uh one of them goes into their um pocket uh the pocket of one of these jackets to reach for something but before you know what it is azahi what do you do okay so hold up uh -huh. the kids getting thrown mm -hmm. 
those those are kids. And one, they look like kids. They look like kids to you. Okay. And the one yeeting them all over the place is presumably Asa. Mm -hmm. I don't. Okay. But the yeah, you see, like the two kids uh, have these like hoods and uh, like weird jackets and masks. Uh, You recognize them as kids because you're eleven, and you're like, I know what kids look like. Um, Asa does not recognize them as kids because they were far away, and. yeah, they're far away, and they're wearing hoods and masks, and they're larger than Max. You know that. Like, Max is a really small kid. You don't know who Max is, but he's one of the kids there who's not being attacked. And I try to pull the two masked kids away. Okay, uh, so yeah, you rush over, um, and um, one of the kids is, is like, reach, like continuing to reach for something from his jacket. Uh, go ahead and make a dexterity saving. Ten. Ten. All right, I got an 11. So, when this happens, as you run over, uh, you do successfully grab and pull back these kids. Um, And one of them, you see from their jacket, pulls out a gun. Um, Like, just like, not not like a fancy gun, not an expensive gun, but like a a dang gun. Um, And just kind of fires it. And just like off into presumably trying to hit Asa, but I'm going to make a perception check against myself to see where the bullet lands. Okay. Uh, so it just kind of completely misses a, uh, this kid like shoots off somewhere. Um, and it doesn't hit anybody presumably. Um, and it's just like freaking out as you like pull him back. So, um, you see that this kid has a gun, um, and Asa, you see, uh, from your perspective, that there's these two figures, uh, and a bird person that just saved them, um, and one of the figures has a gun and was attacking a kid. So what do you do? Um, do I see Max anywhere? Uh, yeah, Max is behind you. Can I, like, yell at them? Yeah, what do you yell? What the fuck were they doing? Um, and they both look at you, and they're like... Well, what do you mean? What we were? What were we doing? You were attacking Max. Yeah. So. Why? You're trying to. I'm... Why were you attacking us? Because you were attacking Max. Well. Uh. Um. And as this person's talking, this um, like uh, you see them just pull out the gun again. Like, they're just holding it in their hands, and, uh, they just point it right at you, um, and they're like, Alright, well, we're, we're trying to rob him, um, but we'll just we'll rob you instead. Um, and they point the gun at you, um, and, uh, he's like, Give me one reason I shouldn't fire this. You, you might regret it. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, uh, he's gonna make a perception check to try to attack you. Uh, go ahead and roll dexterity. 30-20. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, so you, uh, so he shoots at you, and you jump right out of the way, um, and you don't get hit at all. Um, but what you didn't account for was that behind you was Max. And so the bullet travels through the air, um, and it lands right in Max's upper shoulder. It lands, and he just falls to the ground immediately. 
um, and he starts freaking out and screaming. And the two figures uh, in the hoods, uh, one of them, the one who is talking and the one who has a gun, something falls out from underneath his mask, and you recognize it as like this like trick voice box thing, like a thing to distort your voice. Um, it falls on the ground. And he's like, oh, oh, oh man, oh, oh dang, oh dang, oh dang. Okay, this is bad. Um, and like the, both of the kids like pull their masks off. Um, you recognize them now as children. Uh, in who like from the town uh, they are wearing these weird disguises but um one of them you don't you haven't seen that much but the one not holding the gun uh, appears to be that kid uh, from earlier who is harassing your magic act that was like saying like oh why don't you make something blow up it's like there's like that kid and another kid the other kid has the gun um, and they uh, take off their masks um, and they just start running uh, the hoods were just like these like really big hoodies that they cut open uh i mean like really big hoodies like made for like a large orc or something like that uh but then they cut open to make these like cool jackets um and yeah they just start running off um and now it's just you azahi and uh max who is dying i guess on the ground uh or he will if something doesn't happen what do you do can i go try to take care of max of course um, so, when you get there, uh, do you say anything? What do you want to do? Are you okay? No! Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm doing really bad. Oh my god. I, is this what, I mean, I guess, this is what bullets feel like, I guess. Oh, it really sucks. I'm not, I'm not about this. Um... We need to get you help. Please. <laughs> um, yeah, so this kid's freaking out. Um, Azahi, what do you do in all this? Hold back tears, first of all. Okay. Um. Okay, Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, can, can I try to run up to the kid and help him. Yeah. Um do you, yeah, you can you can run up to him. What do you do? Uh apply pressure to the wound like you're supposed to do. Okay. Um while you're doing this, so you're like uh trying to apply pressure, um and the kid just goes like uh, he doesn't doesn't love it. That doesn't necessarily mean it's a bad thing, but you know, bullets bullets do be hurty. Uh, so he is kind of freaking out on the ground um, while you do this. Um, and what else do you do? I I I just avoiding all eye contact. I start asking the the, the person mm -hmm. next to me, "What the fuck was that? What just happened?" Who are those people? You're all kids. You're all kids. <laughs> Why are you doing this? Asa, how do you respond? I was just trying to protect Matt. I don't know what they were doing. I just I just come in and see two 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 random kids getting eaten all over the place. And apparently they're bad, so my mistake, first of all, I apologize for that. Second of all, do you do you know why they were strapped and trying to kill your mans here no 
Um, oh dear. You see Max on the ground. Um, he's looking at y'all. Like, they they weren't they weren't trying to they weren't trying to kill me. I don't I don't think they they do this sometimes. They like like the the mask thing. Like it, it it's like it's like a it's, it's like a prank. I don't know. They know I don't have anything. I think it's just like to mess with me. But they've never had a gun. Like that seems like a lot. Um, and yeah, uh, Max is not doing well at this point. Uh, you can see, like, he is bleeding out real bad, uh, from the shoulder wound, um, despite the pressure that you've applied. Um, and it doesn't look like there's gonna be anything you can do, but I'd say if there is something you can do, now would be a perfect time to try it. Do we have our phantasms right now? Asa, you have your phantasm, but Azahi, you don't. At least for the next few minutes. Um, during this event, you feel this strange power just dwell inside of you. Uh, from no particular area of your body. Uh, but you just feel like like you hear this loud, like high-pitched sound go through your ear. Um, and you feel this strange, like being um develop inside of you like you don't know what this is you don't know what that means but um as you feel this sensation of worthlessness and uh like this 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 feeling like you won't be able to do anything about this um a power you have no idea what it is uh you've never felt this before uh, just surges through your entire body and you feel extremely invigorated but um, you don't know why or like how but you know in your heart that you can help this kid I just start crying and begging please if there's a god, don't let this kid die. Not again. So, when this happens, when you do this, you feel, or I guess not feel, feel's not the right word, you see uh, this huge snake just emanate from your heart. Uh, or I guess where your heart would be, because you are in fact bones. Um, it just like shoots out from where your rib cage is. Uh, it is like this bright translucent green and yellow. Um, it has these like bird-like properties, it has these snake-like properties. It has the general like body of like a skeletal snake sort of, uh, but feathers just go from it everywhere. Um, it's not, it doesn't look anything like a creature you've seen before. Um, it looks com like entirely otherworldly, but somehow, uh, when you look at its face, it's weird, like, bony, snake-like face. You recognize that in a way, in some weird bastardization, uh, that this is you. Somehow. You don't know what that means, but you just feel that this is an extension of yourself. Um, and it just reaches into, or reaches through the air, um, and like a viper just strikes and bites uh, this child's shoulder. Um, and, uh, the child starts freaking out, and it's like, oh, whoa, um, and as he sees the snake, um, and he's just screaming, uh, like, bloody murder, um, 
And through the screaming uh, and from the gunshot earlier, you can see people from the town start freaking out, kind of. Like, they're hearing the screaming and they're walking around these buildings and they're looking at me um, and seeing you and Asa around the screaming child. Um, and they start understandably freaking out. They don't know the whole situation. Um, and Max is just on the ground. He's just screaming, like, get it off me! Please, get get it off! Um, and while that's happening, uh, these people are, f like, really scared. Um, and they're grabbing weapons. They're grabbing anything they can. Um, and they are starting to rush out of the town. Um, and there's a, a considerable distance between you and everyone else. Um, but, uh, regardless, they're still running towards you. Um, and, um, you can see Asa, um, the mom, uh, of Max that you were talking to earlier in the day, um, or earlier in this vision. Um, you see her, uh, just kind of very scared. Uh, this is the first time you've ever really seen her emit any kind of emotion, um, that's, like, at least as powerful as this. Um, and she's just screaming at the top of her lungs, um, and Max is freaking out on the ground. Uh, but you see Kevin, that this weird snake that just appeared and bit into this child, um, is doing something. Um, and it's pumping light into Max's shoulder. And Max's shoulder is healing. Um, like, the, uh, scarring is going away, and slowly it just, like, pushes out the bullet, uh, through the hole in the shirt. Um, and, uh, you successfully heal him, and you don't know how that happened. Uh, and the snake, uh, pulls its, uh, fangs back, and it returns into you. You have no idea where this power came from, you have no idea what it is, but you know that you can do it, and you will be able to do it again. Now... Uh, you saved Max's life, so great job, everybody. Um, but now there's this huge mob of people running towards you. Um, and you can see from uh, back a few, like, a good few meters, you see, um, like, like towards where the town is, there's those two figures from before. They no longer have their masks. It's those two kids. Uh, they are wearing their hoodies, uh, but their hoods are down now. And they're like, there! In the... the they're over there! Uh, those are the people that tried to kill us! Um, pointing directly at you and, uh, Asa. So, Azahi and Asa, what do you do? I gotta go. You never saw me here. None of you don't remember any of this. Please. Um, so Azahi, uh, do you leave the scene? Yeah. Um, presumably, since all of this happened, all, like, in a flash and panic, mm -hmm. we didn't get a good look at each other. Okay. Or, right? That's fine. That's fine. And I just, I just leave before anything else can, can happen. Okay. To me, okay. at least. And it's also been, like, and, yeah, it's been, like, a long time, so you probably wouldn't recognize but yeah, yeah. So yeah, you just fly up in the air and you you're out. Yeah. Okay. So uh, you do this, and Asa, you have no way of flying out uh, of that town um, or that this weird clearing in the desert. Um, 
It's just you and Max, um, and the entire town is running towards you. Um, and they're all just saying these things, these, like, vile things. And it's like, God damn fallen angels causing all this trouble, like, every fucking time. Um, and everyone's like, yeah, kill him! Like, let's get her! Um, like, that kind of thing. And, uh, they're just like, you're, like, you're corrupting our children! You're trying to kill, uh, our youth? Are you insane? Um, and it's just like, like, everyone in the entire town, uh, children and all, are just yelling at you, they're freaking out, um, and you, uh, are confronted by them, uh, as they all start running towards you, um, they're all carrying guns, they're all carrying, uh, like, uh, spears, any, anything that's a weapon that they can, that they have, um, and they're just running towards you. Asa, uh, do you do anything about this? Can I just, like... Hug Max, like, tell him that things gonna be okay. Yeah, you do that. Um, Max doesn't say anything. Uh, but, um, go ahead and, I don't know, go ahead, roll a d20, add whatever stat you want to it. We'll call this a hope saving throw. <laughs> 14. 14. Um, your hope prevails, uh, and as they all start to rush towards you, um, when this happens, um, it's like, you hear a loud sound, uh, come from far away, um, or maybe not too far away, but, um, you, you, you haven't really given this much thought, but there is another town, uh, very close to you, um, like, uh, or it's not really another town, it's more of another part of the town you're already in. So, there is that one area of houses and stuff like that, and there's another area, um, just past, um, this, uh, like, like, like the tree that you're at, this is like the center point, uh, between, uh, this section of the town and the other section of the town. You hear, coming from that section of the town, like, the sound, it's like, almost like a firing squad, just like a whole lot of guns going off. Um, from far away. Um, and everyone, uh, is immediately caught off guard, um, by this happening. Um, and Azahi, uh, when you're flying up, uh, kind of disoriented, you recognize that the other part of the town is the section that you were just flying to. Um, it's the section that your brother, uh, is in, uh, with the rest of your gang, um, and you just heard a whole lot of gunshots, and you also know that the job that you were hired to do, uh, didn't involve carrying any guns. So, those gunshots are not coming from your brother or your gang, but they are coming from everyone else, or from something else, uh, when you hear these sounds. Uh, Azahi, what do you do? I rush over there. Okay. Um, so yeah, you're rushing over there, um, and Asa, the focus is no longer on you, um, and they're just kind of, like, trying to figure out what's going on, uh, in that other part of the town, um, and they are just kind of, like, looking past you, like, they don't even, it's like they don't even see you again, um, and, um, Azahi, you're flying over there towards this, uh, section of the town, and, um, you, uh, when you get a closer look, you see, um, every Skeksis, uh, that was in that flock, they are dead on the ground, uh, and, including your older brother, 
Um, and there, it seems, and there's like the mayor is standing there, uh, the mayor that they were going to intimidate, just kind of dusting off his jacket. Um, and uh, from what you can tell is it seems like there was some sort of ambush from, from like the other people in the town. Um, you can see like there, uh, there was like these gunmen uh, were like hidden behind like different walls and like parts of the city and stuff like that. Um, again, it's not a large town. Uh, it's a very, it's like a, there's like a few buildings in this area, but one of them was bigger, um, which you can presume was probably like the town hall kind of thing. Um, and the mayor, yeah, he's dusting off his jacket as other people, um, are getting out of the covers and hiding places that they were in. Um, and you can see that your entire flock was ambushed. Um, and you are far enough away that you... Or have not been seen by them yet. Uh, but what do you do? Can I kill the mayor? Uh, you are very far away. Um, you can get closer, but keep in mind, uh, there are a whole bunch of gunmen down there. Um, that all have it out for Skeksis. Can I get as as close as I can before I get seen? Okay. Uh, so you start to fly uh towards the mayor and uh where everything is um and asa um everyone is looking at the scene that's happening everyone's like listening to, listen to the gunshots um they're just caught up in the silence um and there is a farmer um or like there's a lot of farmers i guess but there's a lot of people in the uh, the mob that is formed around you just kind of like looking onward at the town and one of them is holding a gun that was pointed right at you um and just kind of accidentally um they fire their gun uh, like they're not they're like they're just looking onward they're not paying any attention and their hand just slips um and they accidentally fire their gun directly at you and max so make a dexterity saving throw 19. 19, okay. Uh, so that is more than successful. Uh, you jump out of the way, um, and you, like, uh, are very quick on your feet. Um, but uh, when you look down, uh, you see that the bullet did hit Max again. Uh, and uh, he's on the ground. Uh, it hit right in um, the neck. And he... His eyes are just blank. Like, he's just looking upward um, into the dry heat of the air. Um, and everyone immediately, like, once that gunshot uh, went off, just, like, goes into, like, a silent shock. Um, and they become very scared. Uh, the farmer holding the gun drops it. Um, and they all rush to Max, uh, kind of pushing you out of the way of all this happening. Um and um you see in your hand uh clutched in it uh while you, while you were holding on to max uh somehow you caught onto this necklace uh that's in your hand now um and as he fell backwards uh from you jumping back um he uh like like the necklace that he was wearing um is now in your hand uh there's some blood on it um not a lot it's not gruesome uh but it's just in your hand, there is the, like, just a thing that he had that you now have. Now, now you wear it now uh, in the present day. But uh, it happens as 
he uh, dies, I guess, is you you have this kind of artifact of uh, his last moments. And um, you're holding that in your hands. And um, the mob goes from, like, panic to anger very quickly. Um, and they all look at you. And they just, like, the farmer just gets up, he throws down his gun, um, and he just looks at you, um, and he just says, like, you could have taken that shot. You could have been the one on the ground instead of him. Uh, and they, he just starts running towards you, um, and everyone else is like, yeah, no, you could have saved him, uh, and you didn't. And they're all just yelling all these, like, vile things, um, and just, like, um... Like, you, why, why was he even out here with you? Uh, and, like, what were you doing with those kids? Um, and why did he have to die instead of you? Like, all these kinds of things. Uh, they just start yelling. Um, and you aren't really... Like, you kind of lose yourself in the commotion. You can't really hear them as much as you can feel them. Um, and they are all running towards you uh, with their uh, weapons and their fingers, which both point... Uh, just Are just, like, pointed at you. Um, and they're just kind of pushing you and prodding and um kind of literally running you uh out of town as fast as they can um and you're just being pushed and shoved uh but we'll cut back to azahi uh you are uh flying towards the mare um and seeing all this happen do you continue to rush forward can can i can i get to my brother uh in any way yeah can i so uh you fly down um and uh all, all, like everyone in the town immediately like whoa, whoa uh they uh they point their guns at you um and they're uh, like focused you hear like the sounds of like the hammers being pulled back um and the mayor's like wait wait one moment one moment this kid looks smaller than the others uh we can take him if it gets fear if it gets too crazy but uh just give him a second um, and you fly down, and you land, uh, next to your brother, uh, who is barely alive. What do you do? I, I grab his, I grab his hand, mm -hmm. and hold him close to me, mm -hmm. and I, I cry. Okay, you start crying, um, and he looks at you, um, and he just says, What? Why did you leave the flock? I I don't I don't know. I You know you, you were the lookout. If if you could you could have you could have seen him. You, you could have warned me. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh and he just like kind of slams his fist on the ground. Not the one that you're hold it. um and yeah you see like these bones just kind of crack uh in his hand uh like they often do uh and he just starts pounding and pounding the ground putting all of his energy into it um and slowly uh the life just passes through him uh as he just like starts like like grunting and screaming um he 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 passes into the other side angrily um and you're holding his dead body in your arms. Um, and the mayor uh, just looks at you um, and is like, all right, that's, I've seen enough. Um, go ahead and uh, take the shot. 
and you hear all these uh, these guns being like picked up and aimed at you uh, all around you. There is the sight of um, just like gun barrels pointed in your direction, um, and you are about to be shot from every conceivable angle. Uh, and Asa, uh, you are being pushed out of town, and you are um, being like almost kind of trampled by this mob uh and you are uh, like just barely able to keep up with not being run over by them literally uh and they're just pushing you out of town uh they're firing their guns in the air uh, if they have them uh they are just yelling at you um constantly um until uh one of them finally uh kicks you um out of the sign uh the like the like the entrance point of the town uh, they kick you out on the other side. The person who kicked you, you can see, uh, is Max's mother. Uh, and she just looks uh, directly at you. Um, and she just spits on the ground near you. Uh, you know that this means you are no longer welcome in your home. And you are, in a way, uh, at least in the eyes of everyone around you, responsible for the death of your best friend. And you uh, clutch this necklace in your hands one last time uh and azahi uh you uh look upwards um and you before the you the guns um all fire in your direction uh you feel this strange sensation again uh just like you did last time um and your snake uh, fires out into the air, this strange serpent, um, and nobody else reacts. It's almost like nobody else can see them, um, but when it, uh, like, launches itself into the air, um, and does this, like, really cool, like, spindly maneuver, um, all around you, and it just starts, uh, like, making loops in the air above you, um, at, like, a rapid speed, um, and suddenly... Uh, before anything else happens, um, well, you know, you notice nobody else is seeing this, uh, but you're seeing it, you're hearing it, and you're feeling it, uh, but, uh, something very strange happens, um, and you have no idea why, but chickens just start appearing out of nowhere, um, all around you. They just start raining down uh, from this, like, it, it's almost like the loop uh, that the uh, snake creature is making in the air uh, is like a portal, and in the center of it, these snakes are falling out of it, just being conjured from nothing. Um, and they just start raining down on this town, um, and uh, everyone is immediately distracted, and they're just watching all this happen, and they are, they, they like, put their guns down, some of them, um, or like like all this stuff, uh, they they're just like seeing like oh okay, um, as chickens come down, and uh, the mayor is like, what in God's name is going on? Uh, and uh, one of the chickens lands on him. Uh, chickens are landing around him. Chickens are landing around you, around everyone. Um, and he's just like, 
What are you doing, boy? Get these things out of here! Uh, and he just kicks one of the chickens as hard as he can. Uh, and he doesn't know that, but it's gonna be a mistake that costs him his life. Um, and you just see these, the swarm of chickens get extremely angry. Um, and they all just start flying upwards, um, and flying around in this strange daze of, like, um, violence and righteous indignation. As, like, these chickens just start swarming everyone and everyone they can, or anyone and everyone that they can, including you, uh, just pecking at things, um, and, like, clawing at, uh, various, uh, people and creatures in the area, um, and they're just, like, really, like, going to town on everyone here. Uh, and you are able to escape in this moment. Uh, how do you escape? Is there... Is there an opening? Yeah, uh, it, they, they've already rained down on everyone, so it doesn't look like there's any chickens, like, upwards. I just fly away okay. As, okay. as fast as I can. So, uh, you start flying upwards, um, and you escape this situation. Um, and the chickens are just destroying everyone, anyone and everyone they can. Uh, and, um, you have no idea whether the people in that town, like the, the soldiers and the mayor, whether they died in that moment, uh, or whether they, uh, lived to tell the story of, um, the chickens that reigned, uh, on their town or not. But, what you do know, uh, is that you feel... A very strange sensation uh the higher you fly up the darker everything gets around you and you realize that at some point you are no longer flying uh but you are falling and uh not the direction upwards that you'd want to be but the direction downwards um and you are no longer in this town you are um no longer in the desert uh the taste of dryness has been uh replaced uh by the taste of um mold in the air um and you are falling uh very quickly uh through a hole um and this sort of white light uh is at the bottom of it and you crash through it um and at the same time uh asa you um feel the sand uh under you where you were uh where you were kind of had been pushed down uh just kind of start to give um and you fall through the ground very quickly uh like an extremely fast acting quicksand or like a sinkhole has just opened below you um and you also uh start to fall through this, uh, through this hole um and you, um, as you're uh flying down you um see this white light just like uh everyone else has and you crash through it and uh here you land in this strange room full of mushrooms and funguses or fungi sorry um you land here with azahi uh and asa and azahi you are in the same strange room and you are confronted by a creature who will soon um introduce himself through this pit, uh, and you, um, are just crashing through the air and, like, uh, crashing through this darkness. There is nothing around you. Uh, the only thing you can, um, sense is, like, the, like, smell of, like, mushrooms and fungus, uh, just coming throughout the entire, 
like the the air all around you uh whether it is air or not you're not really sure uh but it definitely has a tangible smell uh but you can't see feel or hear uh or i guess taste anything else um and so you're falling through this uh this hole um and suddenly there is a small flash of light at the bottom um, and as you're falling through, uh, your, uh, pace begins to quicken, and you start, like, rapidly, uh, like, like, more and more rapidly approaching this light, um, until you just crash through it, and you are no longer falling, uh, you are no longer really doing much of anything, uh, you, uh, wake up, uh, and the sounds of, like, uh, light chatter and, like, uh, food and drink fills the air. Uh, you are sitting at a bar stool, um, and, uh, a very, like, elegant, nice bar stool. Uh, there is, um, like, a bartender on the other side of it who's, uh, like, shaking up a drink in one of those metal, uh, containers. They wear, like, a white tuxedo with a red rose and a black bow, or a black bow tie. Um, they're just, you know, minding their business, tending their bar. Um, they are also... I should probably mention a like really horrifying like biblical demon uh, but they are still just like dressed up everything's chill uh, it wouldn't scare you second because you are also in a sense a horrifying demon so um, you're just chilling here and uh, you remember um, that uh, you haven't really been paying attention most of this day uh, in terms of like the the experience the day that you are experiencing right now uh, but uh, you remember that this is just some kind of event or gala that um, every demon uh, at a certain like uh, class like level was just required to attend uh, because like either a demon lord uh, wanted to make an announcement or um, somebody was getting married or something like that, but you have been kind of out of it, just sitting at this bar stool, um, and currently you're nursing a drink. What is Seket's drink of choice? Oh, I love the idea of you just drinking like apple juice at a gallon <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> it's, it would be very encouraging. Yeah, no, that's that's 100%. <laughs> this is this is not the, the, the alcohol pushing podcast. So um, yeah, so yeah, you are sitting there, um, and you're just sipping an apple juice, and the bartender uh, just kind of like, uh, sort of crawls over to you uh, the best way he can. He's a very like fly-like person, um, and uh, he just kind of like uh, like scuttles over uh, to the other side of the bar, um, and he's just like, do you want another apple juice? Yeah, I'll have one more. No problem. Uh, and he just kind of like reaches back and like does all these like really sick uh, bartender tricks with his like six appendages, um, just kind of flipping it all in the air. Uh, he takes an actual apple, throws it in the air, like slices it in half uh, with uh, his pincers, um, which may, I mean, like hopefully he's he cleaned them. You know, this is a sanitary operation. Then, um, like it lands uh, into this glass. Um, he, he's just doing all this uh, this cool shit to make uh, a very like elaborate apple juice. Um, and then he just Ninja update looks so good. <laughs> and then he just like sets it on the counter in front of you. And uh, you uh, yeah, so um you have this apple juice, um, and he just says like enjoy the rest of your evening. Um Thank and you. you uh also, uh this is a fancy event. Um second, what are you wearing? Oh man. Um you know what? You know what? I'll go for I'll go for a nice pantsuit, because a vibe. Yeah, I like that. 
Um, okay, cool. So, yeah, you are in, in your pantsuit, and you're just, yeah, you're just kind of, like, vibing, uh, probably kind of bored, because I would imagine <laughs> Sekit hates these, um, and yes. you see somebody approach you, uh, someone who, at this point, you've never met before. Uh, they have, um, this, like, uh, a really, really beautiful, like, uh, elegant white dress. Their hair is, like, done up, uh, with, like, these really, like, um, fancy like golden bands kind of thing like keeping it together in this really like elaborate uh it, it, it's like a whole lot of braids kind of thing everywhere and the braids are like these like beautiful like fiery red um and uh they get your attention by tapping you on the shoulder uh with six different fingers uh and so they tap you on the shoulder and they're like uh hi um are you enjoying your uh, your apple juice Hi. <laughs> you mind? Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. No, sure. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> is a uh, is this seat open? Yeah. Of course. Of course. Yeah. Oh, cool. So, um, go ahead, um, uh, uh, Eli. Make a pers- or make an intelligence check. I have enough to flirt. This is gonna be a disaster. <laughs> <laughs> Twelve. Twelve. So that is unfortunately not high enough. Uh, but um, it's okay. No worries. Uh, I will tell you, Eli, what happens. But second, will not know this. You do not recognize that the dress that she is wearing is in fact a wedding dress, and you do not remember that the this whole like event uh, that you had to go to um, is in fact uh, the wedding, uh, the arranged <laughs> wedding, I should add, of uh, Alvarez oh and. Uh, Rizali. Um, and this person is in fact Rizali. You don't know that, uh, cause you haven't been paying attention, but, um... Of course it wouldn't recognize Anyway, uh... <laughs> I've never been more happy that my intelligence modifier is in my <laughs> Um, so, uh, it is a few months later, and you are now on a date. <gasps> with the same very person. But they are not wearing this dress. They don't have the fancy hair or anything like that. They, uh, at the moment, have their hair just tucked into a um, ponytail. Um, They're wearing, like, um, just, like, a cool shirt for, like, a band or something. Um, I didn't... Oh, you know what? It can be the girl in red because that's that's sort of, like, you know, that's kind of tiefling-ish, right? Yeah, Yeah. I love that. Yeah, so uh, she's wearing a girl in red shirt. Um... And you are sitting with her at the movies, um, and she is also wearing just like a pair of very like casual, like this technically isn't pajama pants, but it's definitely pajama pants. <laughs> um, and you are watching a movie. They're outdoor pajama exactly. pants. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, you are at a movie with this beautiful woman. Uh, what movie are you watching? <laughs> Is that even a question? Promare? Yes, good. I had it in parentheses. Eli will pick Promare. <laughs> you know me so well. I do. I have no other personality traits other than Promare. <laughs> so you're on a date. Um, you're watching Promare. And um, you feel something slide into your hand. Um, and it is, in fact, another hand. Uh, and this is, you know, the first time that you two, like, 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 uh, so after that night at the bar, you, like, had been talking a little bit, like, over the phone and stuff like that, but you hadn't actually, like, really, like, started anything serious, uh, but this is the moment that you, uh, 
recognize that you fell in love with uh, Rizali, oh. which is when you felt her hand wrap around yours. And also, because she has six fingers, uh, you um, you feel the sensation of there's no way for your hand to be on top, if that makes sense. Like, there's no Why way- Why do I love it? <laughs> there's no way for your, like, your thumb to be on top of her thumb or your pinky to be on top of her pinky because she has six whole fingers. And so you're just, you just feel like so completely like wrapped up and safe in her hand. Oh my God. Um, and she just kind of puts uh, her head on your shoulder. Um, and yeah, you're on a date. Um, and you're, you're watching this movie um, and it is getting to um, a very fun scene. Uh, it's the scene mm-hmm. where- um, <laughs> where, uh, <laughs> You were so prepared for me to say that. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're watching the scene uh, where uh, Gallo and that redhead bitch uh, are skating. Um, <laughs> Rip Ina. Ina, thank you. I just forgot her name. Uh, so Gallo and Ina are skating, um, and of course, in the scene, all we all famously know, it's very, it's a very romantic scene, um, even though it has like you know the wrong character. Um, mm-hmm. And they are skating, and you know this is the moment where uh, Gallo uh, sees the reflection of a ship uh, nearby um, and, you know, is distracted because he just feels Leo's presence because that's that's who he's actually after in the whole movie. Everyone knows this is common knowledge. I don't even have to say it. So um, he, this is happening in, uh, in the show uh, or in the movie that you're watching. Um, but suddenly something strange happens and it just like cuts to this really weird scene. Um, and it is no longer animated uh that's the first thing you probably notice um oh god (laughs) instead you uh see this huge like hellish chamber um and you see alvarez uh in this movie um and um this uh figure is just sitting on top of a throne uh and like the whole room is like it, it, it it's almost like a film set of like hell where like oh it's like the room like the whole floor is like all rocky and like uh made of like magma and indigenous rocks or not indigenous what is it in ingius ingius what is it <laughs> i would not know the one where the, not it's definitely not indigenous igneous, igneous. yeah go. it's definitely not indigenous rocks i literally um, remembered it that very second okay we cool are both good uh, i was trying to impress the viewers with uh my cool uh <laughs> my cool environmental <laughs> science knowledge which in which i took three years of but you know um so anyway. hello viewers can you tell we're both art gays <laughs> yes not rock gaze, although that's extreme. <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> so um, uh, you uh, see Alvarez sitting on this throne, rooms covered in like rocks and fire, and just like smoke and like random like red and orange flashes of light, like from every direction, basically. Um, and you are in this movie. Uh, and you are in the center. You're being pushed forward by slats. Uh, and slats are these huge, like, blue toad-like, uh, creatures. They have, like, they're humanoid, uh, but they're, like, um, like, they have, like, really weird proportions. And they're just, like, very, like, almost, like, Hulk-sized, uh, like, these bulky, weird frog creatures. Uh, they're more usually, like, fat than muscle. Um, but they, uh, I just have, like, the bulk to push people around. 
Um, they're often used by demons to be like bouncers or anything like that. But uh, <laughs> they, they also have these super long claws on their arms, uh, which make them very popular with Alvarez because, as you know, he is the Duke of Pain, and uh, he, he's a bad, bad boy. So, um, uh, in this uh, movie, you are being pushed uh, forward by these creatures, and you are chained uh, completely. Like, not just like, oh, your arm, you're not like, oh, I have handcuffs. Like, you have just this huge metal chain wrapped all around your body uh, with multiple locks on it, everything. Um, and you are just pushed to the ground, um, and a large foot of one of these creatures just plants itself on, uh, your back. Uh, and it basically feels like the weight of, like, an entire person, uh, just from this foot, um, as it just presses forward into your back. Um, and you, uh, have no way to move. Uh, but suddenly, this large metal cage comes into view, uh, and, um... It has uh, none other than uh, Rizali uh, in this cage, wearing exactly what she's wearing right uh, right now in the movie theater. Um, and uh, as soon as it reaches Alvarez, he gets out of his throne. Um, and uh, from thin air, he just procures this like long black spear, um, and he dips the smear, or the smear, the spear uh, into a smelting blue flame. Uh, he walks towards Rizaldi with purpose. Um, before he can get any closer, the film turns off, and you can no longer see anything. Uh, soon, even the light of like the exit signs in the theaters just fade away, um, and you quickly uh, begin to lose all feeling and sensation. Except, however, uh, the warmth and weight of your lover's hand, uh, which you still feel, even though you can't see, hear, um, smell, taste, the other one, anything else. So, you awake again. Um, but this time, you are not in the movie theater. You are at a beach. Uh, the air is warm, and the suns uh, shine down on you with a soft light. Uh, the sky is blood orange, like it always is in hell, um, and the sea of lava before you is just this perfect dark red. Uh, beasts, large and small, leap out of the magma and dive uh, back into it with incredible grace. And the sand below you is this pure white, uh, just like uh, the bones um, that... Uh, they're ground from so like it's not actually like sand it's just like very small shards of like animal bones mostly um but yeah like you could say it is truly a heavenly day in hell uh so uh the feeling of her hand is still in yours um and you look over at her and you see she's in her summer clothes uh, she's wearing a white sun hat, golden-rimmed sunglasses with tinted blue lenses, a pair of bright red beach shorts, um, a black button-up shirt uh, with only, like, the lower half of its buttons, like, in use, um, and uh, her sleeves are rolled up to her elbows. Uh, she looks at you, and you look at her, and you know that everything feels right in the world. Um, out of all the visions you've seen before, uh, this is not something based on anything you remember. Like, obviously, you don't remember that film, that, like, really crazy, scary hell yeah. film. Uh, you just remember going on a... Promare you... Redux looks a little different. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you just remember going to see Promare with Yagoyle. Um, you don't remember anything else like that. Um, yeah. But it was based off of something you remember, and this is not. 
Uh, you have been to this beach, uh, though. You remember it um, because she loves the beach and she would use any opportunity she could uh, to go there with you. Um, but you just don't remember anything exactly happening like this. Um, and that is because it is a vision and it is a vision of what's to come. Uh, she looks at you and she smiles. She loves you and you love her. And yet she begins to cry. Her eyes well up with tears, but her smile remains. Uh, crying becomes sobbing, and sobbing becomes screaming. Hateful screaming. But she remains smiling. And she just looks at you, and she just says, Why didn't you save me? Why weren't you fast enough? She yells. Um, and... Ah, how do you respond? Uh, frozen in shock for a hot minute. Um, Jesus. Why didn't you oh, save me? What, what are you talking about? Um, and before you can finish, uh, or before you can really answer or get any more information, uh, you notice this large black spear just piercing through the sky, um, like, like just into space, basically. Um, and it just strikes through the earth and stabs through the heart of Rizali. Um, and as the life drains from her body, she looks at you, and the sputter of, like, blue blood ejects from her mouth. Um, and her dying words read, you killed me. And then you wake up! Uh, and you wake up, um, back in the present, uh, you, um, have fallen into this strange pit. Um, this pit that's just full of, like, mushrooms and darkness, and it smells and it tastes kind of like earth. Um, not that you're necessarily shoveling mushrooms into your mouth. But uh, you, it's just like the taste is in the air. So um, you're sitting there, um, and whether you get back up or not is your own choice to make. Uh, but before you, uh, there is this being. Uh, it's a being you've met many times now. Um, it is a being that will soon introduce itself as the Priest of the Worm. Um, and it stands before you, staring into your soul, and it just says, I am the Priest of the Worm. You have just seen a vision, a vision that has been etched permanently into the tapestry of fate. It is what has happened, and it is what is to come. But it does not have to be if we can make an arrangement. Oh my god. Okay, uh, anime scream and tears later. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Wait, I'm like actually crying. Oh no! <laughs> uh, okay. What do you want? I want your life force. I want the years that are yet to come. I will offer you two deals. In one deal, you may give to me your entire life. I will take your entire life and the rest of the years that you have to live in exchange for your lover Rizali's safety. I will make sure that she does not die at the hands of Alvarez if you take this deal, and that she will not be harmed by your failure. I'll do it.
on that. Fred, how upset were you were you when you wrote? That? I wasn't that upset. I just, <laughs> I just. This is like your vent art equivalent. Pretty that, but to me, I guess like that one or of avoid after death is probably the scariest thing. So yeah, y'all both got two of my big fears. <laughs>